everybody. This is Frank Fear, and you're listening to Under the Radar. Today we're going to take a trip back in time, all the way back almost 50 years ago to 1971. I remember that year. I was a second semester graduate student working on my master's degree. And I remember going to the theater and seeing films like A Clockwork Orange and another film, Carnal Knowledge. I remember Three Dog Nights hit record, Joy to the World. I remember Charles Manson was found guilty of murder and sent to prison. And Jim Morrison, a very popular singer with the group called The Doors, passed away. That all happened in 1971. Something else happened that year, too. Somebody wrote a memo. Seems innocuous. But the memo has lived all those years since 1971. The content pulsates through the veins of America's institutions and political life. The memo I'm referring to was written by soon-to-be-appointed U.S. Supreme Court jurist Lewis F. Powell, Jr. It was roughly 7,000 words, a private memo that Lewis wrote to key American business leaders. The document was a conservative call to arms. It included a roadmap to achieve valued ends. It's known today as the Powell Memo or the Powell Report, and some call it the Powell Manifesto. And in a way, it is a manifesto. Business leaders weren't the only ones to read and heed the memo. Conservatives all over the country read it and took Powell's urgings to heart. And the memo has influenced subsequent generations of conservative advocates and activists. They work hard to bring those ideas to life. Remember, back in 1971, there wasn't a thing called Fox News. But you can connect Powell's memo to Fox News. Back in 1971, there wasn't a Tea Party. But you can connect the content of Powell's memo to the Tea Party. The same thing for Citizens United and political action committees. And talk about political correctness, gerrymandering, or voter suppression. All of those things are with us today. And all of those things are connected in concept to what Powell wrote nearly 50 years ago. The implications, I think, are clear, but they're also stunning. This is what I think the memo tells us more than anything else. And I think it says it in very bold terms. It's this, how important it is for a group to be able to frame and focus their intent, to have a blueprint, and then to sustain commitment to action over an extended period of time. That's what happened. And you have to read the Powell memo through the eyes of 2020 to understand its power. To make it easier for you, I've summarized the memo in 1,500 words. Let me be clear, though. Every single word in my summary was written by Powell originally. 
you can find it at this website, laprogressive.com. That's laprogressive.com backslash Powell-Manifesto backslash. Again, that's laprogressive, one word, dot com backslash Powell-Manifesto backslash. And if you want, you can read the entire 7,000-word memo. If you go to the introduction to this podcast in writing at anchor.fm, you will see hypertext, and that will take you to the full memo. I think it's important to read the memo, either in abstract or full form, because it represents that roadmap that leads us to today. The question is, what motivated Powell to write it? Well, I don't think that Powell was brilliant. That's my opinion. But I do think he was exceptionally observant. He was very committed, and he certainly was influential. I think he wrote the memo for several reasons. First, remember, he lived through the 1960s, and Powell saw the outcomes of political action. It was a time when citizens protested the Vietnam War. They engaged in the civil rights movement, and many Americans expressed a growing concern for the quality of our environment. There was, a, there was another reason, too. He was close to Richard Nixon, but he was also concerned about Nixon, his words, capitulating to liberal interests by taking unnecessary and in some cases problematic actions, such as creating the Environmental Protection Agency. That's right. The EPA was established when Nixon was president. Here's the most important point, I think. Powell figured that it would be possible for him, or anyone actually, to model a conservative blueprint and agenda after what he saw the left doing in protesting the Vietnam War, engaging in the civil rights movement, and etc. His goal, though, was very different. His goal was to protect and advance elite interests, particularly the moneyed class, specifically business interests. Doesn't that sound familiar? And he was able to pull it off. And the interesting thing, I think, looking back at history, is that Powell didn't do it because he wanted to gain something personally, like make a White House run or to become a senator. Yes, he became a Supreme Court justice, but it's difficult for me to connect the memo to his appointment on the court. He also realized that he was not a charismatic figure. He could not lead charismatically. And no matter how good the ideas were, you had to have someone that people would pay attention to. Someone who would get the ball rolling. And that person was Ronald Reagan. In the 1970s, and certainly when he became president, Ronald Reagan became the face of the movement. He was the face, as I see it. Powell was the architect. Powell felt that his people, quote unquote, conservatives, were in crisis. 
He had just lived through the debacle of the Barry Goldwater campaign run for presidency. And it's another reason why he ultimately decided to write the memo. His goal was to articulate a set of positions that would get people's head nodding affirmatively. And that he wanted to propose a set of very attractive solutions that people could not only read and follow, but want to put into effect. Not just today or the next day or the next year, but for years and decades to follow. Powell was able to pull off something that very few people have been able to do. He wrote something that spoke to millions of people, people in leadership positions and people who were in the rank and file. They took note, they organized, they charted strategy, they took action for years, then decades, to this day, and they're taking action still. You know, it's no secret what we need today. Something like the Powell memo, but a people-centered doctrine that people today can read, they can head nod affirmatively, and that it will last for generations. People will read it, sign on, pursue it. And then 50 years later, they can say confidently, we did it. Is that document the new Green Deal? Is it something else? In fact, will it ever be written? And if so, by whom? And if it does exist, who will be the Reagan-type charismatic figure to help take the first bold steps? History will tell. Time will tell. This is Frank Fear. You've been listening to Under the Radar. And as always, I hope our paths will cross very soon. Thank you.